Welcome to the Modern MBA podcast with Marie Kerwin and Kristen Rossi. Our mission is to help MBAs coming from, going into, or merely considering more unorthodox career paths. We're a community to find inspiration and share stories. Today we're speaking to Jelemi Galindo. Originally a scientist, she completed an MBA at IE and is currently head of marketing at Creoptics. So Jeremy, why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself, why you decided to do an MBA and your, where you were working before and after that? Okay, so, um, well, my name is Jeremy, as you, as you already said. Um, I am, um, by training, a chemist um, and a scientist. Um, I always wanted to do science when I was a kid. I was really interested in biology, chemistry, physics, and basically everything that was not history, geography, or (laughs) any other of those (laughs) subjects. Um, So, um, yeah, so that's why I dedicated a a large uh, portion of my life to that. Um, And um, now I would like to see myself as uh, more of a science enabler, if I can call it like that, or someone who helps scientists deliver the best science uh, possible of course with eventually a profit for for everyone Uh, without profit business cannot grow and if business doesn't grow then there's no opportunities for you to do things um, like good science so um, that's um, a little bit my background I would say in a more uh, higher level Um, the reason why I decided to uh, do an MBA that kind of grew organically as I said, I mean, I, I am a scientist and I still see myself as a scientist. And I did really enjoy my time in the lab, doing my PhD, um, creating molecules, working with instruments, um, learning about spectroscopy, how light interacts with matter. It's all, it's beautiful. It's still a part of me. But mm. there were two things I didn't like so much. So one is I was still missing that interaction with people, although we had a group. Uh, that where we um, where we attended conferences and 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 it was quite large, so there was a social aspect to it. But the day to day work was really you yourself in the in the fume hood or myself in the NMR room just measuring uh, tubes. Yes. So I found that a little bit lonely. And the second <laughs> thing is I'm not very patient, right? <laughs> Which is something that a scientist needs, you know, because sometimes you really need to have a lot of years and, you know, I want to see something. I need some motivation. So, uh, you know, this thing was like driving me insane. Like, I love it. But, you know, wh- where is it? Where is this taking me to? It's going to take 20 years and then maybe you will not see anything, you know. <laughs> Towards the end, I thought, OK, uh, well, maybe it's good to look at other alternatives. Um, and that's that was back then at my time, something that was not really done i think um because even back then at the moment you know if you decided to be a scientist you stay in science and you fight mm-hmm. through until the end mm-hmm. um so you know you you had to do it yourself and and there's a lot of careers that you can follow so consulting will be one for example and then you can do strategic consulting for any of the uh, large strategic consulting companies out there. Uh, you can also go and work as a research scientist in your company. You can also um, do sales. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things. But I didn't really know what would be the thing for me. There was a little bit of soul searching involved <laughs> in that. Um, but, uh, you know, 
at, at a certain moment, I, I did realize that the commercial part was actually good for me because I, I like engaging with people and, you know, I like explaining people uh, difficult concepts. So, you know, it seems like there might be something for me uh, in that yeah. space. And, and, and um, I was in the U.S. Um, in San Francisco and I attended a talk or like a lecture by the CEO of what was then a small startup called Genomic Health. And, right. um, and so I saw this woman and I thought like, oh my God, I mean, look, she, she was a scientist. Now she's the CEO of a company. Like, hmm, you know, it looks like something interesting. <laughs> so what has she done? And then I realized, well, she's done an MBA and she has, you know, worked in, in marketing and sales and regulatory affairs and, and, you know, a little bit of everything. So, yeah, that, that sparked my attention. And uh, from that moment onwards, I think for me, it was very clear that um, to be able to do that transition fully to the commercial side, I needed to do an MBA. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a long version of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting that you talked about as well, um, the, I guess, the pace of that world and the scientific world that you were in um, versus the startup space that you're working in now. Because I guess where things tend to happen are a lot faster, I guess there's quite a, quite a difference between those two. Yeah, yes and no. Um, I mean, the group, the, the scientific group where I was working was quite competitive. Okay, so we mm -hmm. were always, you know, on top of each other. So I think it, to a certain extent, there is some similarities, you know, you want to outperform the other person. Um, you want to get the attention of your professor, you know, who gets the best publication, all those things. Um, mm. the, the big difference is that, you know, you have in academia, you have to do that fast, but you have to respect certain times, you know, you, you don't go out until you're sure about the results. Um, mm. You do your thorough investigation, etc. In startups, that is different. 80% um, mm. is good enough. You have to go out, you have to test, you have to, you have to be um, open to taking a risk, um, understanding what you can learn from it, integrate it back into whatever it is that you're doing, and then go out there again. So there is an aspect of, of failure, which I think is really completely um, uh, the opposite of what, uh, what the life of a, of a scientist is. You know, the scientist is always looking for the truth, whatever that is. Mm. Um, so I, I would say, yeah, there are some parallels indeed, but on the other hand, um, yeah, it's just, it's not only the pace, but really what, deter what dictates um, the pace. Uh, and, and yeah, in startups, it is certainly very, very, very fast. There is, there is no time. You're always, always two steps behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's kind of go back to your MBA experience for a minute. So when it comes to the MBA course, were there any challenges that you felt you particularly faced on the course or what, what do you feel that the most challenging aspects of the course were for you? Two big things. So the very first barrier that I encounter myself being a chemist and being trained only on science is, you know, they start talking about accounting and then you're like, okay, what is this? You really have no right. idea whatsoever. And that's like a completely different language. And it's the basis of, you know, lots of conversations. Um, so, you know, that first um, approach with uh, facing something that you have never heard of 
that most people were familiar with because most people had some sort of accounting background. Mm. Uh, that was that was quite um, tough, I would say, at the beginning, uh, especially if you're you know if you're used to fast performing environments in science, then you know you don't want to be behind, so you want to you want to know as much as the other people. Uh, so I think mm. at the beginning that was that was really a challenge for me, and it was driving me crazy. Um, the good thing about that is that I actually did enjoy it. So the whole process was um, was um, somehow an eye opening, an eye opener also for me, um, because I didn't know that uh, yeah the things like accounting or even corporate finance uh, that I was finding so fascinating um, to be honest. So yeah, and the second challenge was really interacting with the peers. Um, mm. And and that has to do with the fact that you know as a scientist you interact with scientists and uh, you know scientists on a certain extent live in another world, and then right. you're there in the real world <laughs> when people talk about profit and um, other things, and you at the very beginning you're a little bit of an outsider. So um, mm. that for me at the beginning the first the first quarter. Uh, of the course was uh, was really challenging because of those two things. Um, the good thing is that once I had that figure out, um, things went much more smooth, and then I could really focus on on other aspects of the MBA that I wanted to to take with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the course for I is it just the one year course or is it two years? Uh, no, it's a one year course. So I took the full time MBA. In Madrid. Mm. So we okay. were for 11 months, um, all of us together. I don't know how your experience is, but for me, um, and maybe that has to do with, with my own approach to this. You know, I, I, for me, it was, okay, this is a course where I need to learn those things that I don't know, um, mm -hmm. that I suspect are going to help me get to where I want to go. Uh, yeah. I didn't know exactly what it was, but you know, like that's kind of the direction for that. I need to, I need to know a little bit of accounting. I need to understand how markets work. I need to understand uh, marketing. I need to understand HR. I need to, you know, so mm -hmm. I need to learn and I have to be there and I have to absorb as much as possible. And this mm -hmm. was really obsessing me, um, for, especially at the beginning to a certain extent that I was so busy with other things that I couldn't really also like, um, take everything out as a sponge and, and, and bring it back with me. Um, it was very, very intense um, to do that for a full year. Uh, it's yeah. um, quite a lot. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying though, because coming from an entertainment background, I've been an entrepreneur for, for many years, but I, didn't ever, I was never really taught the concepts. And it was the same thing. I just wanted to know everything. And I knew I needed to know everything in order to get to get to that next step. And so it just, you just want to take everything in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like in your brain, you know, it's like, okay, make more space, make more space. Yeah, and I mean, there's a, there's a point where you realize, well, okay, some things, you know, you have to let them sink in. Uh, it's not so, um, it's not like you're learning chemistry out of book, you know, these are, yeah. there's, a, there's a certain aspect of um, experience um, that you need to see out there. It's not an exact science um, at all. So you, you also have to surrender to, to the experience, I think. And I wish I would have done that a little bit earlier, to be honest. Were there any particular challenges you faced on the course coming from um, your background and then 
moving into the more commercial environment? Yeah, so I mean, definitely that, that the whole understanding what accounting was in the language, that was, that was one challenge. Um, probably the, but this is more on a personal level, the, the, the biggest hurdle I felt was actually accepting that it was okay to not do science anymore at that level and that that doesn't mean that um, you have gone to the other side. That means that you are taking <laughs> a, a skill that you have, yes. uh, still serving science, but in a different way. Um, yeah, I think that was really the big challenge. And uh, actually, I'm very proud that I think I succeeded on this particular thing. I succeeded quite quickly. Um, mm. And I think that also had to do with the, um, the first group of people that I had to work with in the first term. Uh, I think mm. they were really the, the key people who, you know, who, who made me understand that, you know, it's not the dark side, that, that people <laughs> are interested in science. <laughs> and that, you know, if you sell a machine uh, and you used to be a scientist, that doesn't mean that you're a loser. That means that, you know, you found something else that you can help. Um, yeah. and serve the science yeah it's it's so mm. funny you see this to be honest because i have i had the exact same feelings but from, coming from entertainment the, probably not the exact same feeling but really similar feeling of am i am i i don't know am i like cheating on being a performer <laughs> <laughs> um i really felt guilty about that and am i selling myself out in some way but I knew in order to progress, I needed to do this, but I felt like I'm, I was giving something, I don't know, I was doing a disservice to the entertainment or my arts background in some way. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, the struggle is real. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it is, it is um, I mean, I remember for me, the, one of the things that really, you know, was like stuck in my head is I remember when I was doing my PC, all these salespeople, right? For selling machines and selling instruments and you know I somehow always thought like oh my god they must have been like bad scientists because I ended up selling machines right <laughs> and <laughs> then you know come to the realization that I was very judgmental and not right and that actually um, you are a candidate to do something like this because you might actually be good at this um, that was a, a, a pill to swallow but as I said, I think, you know, the world, you need everything. You need, you need the person who uses the machine. You need the person who makes the machine. And you need the person who mm. sells the machine, who makes sure that the right person looking for that technology is actually using it and progressing in the research. And that's a role that only someone who has been a scientist can fulfill. Yeah, yeah, it's mm. true. So how did you go about securing your post MBA role and how did you position your background experience to make it work for you? That's a good question. Um, I mean, for sure, for my post MBA role, for me, it was clear, you know, you have to highlight that you combine the two things that you understand science and you know what people are talking about. And with this PhD title, you can actually, you have already like a stamp that says, Hey, I know what I'm talking about. Right. And that gives people security. And then yeah. on the other hand, you know, you have to convince them also that you understand that a business uh, has a certain uh, structure in a train of thought and um, that, you know, at the end it's a for-profit business, um, you know, you have to make it work and that, that means that you need to understand certain decisions and, and be pragmatic about it. 
Um, so for me, it was very important that people, when they saw my CV, that they understood these two things. Um, mm -hmm. the, the biggest struggle was really understanding which roles I could fulfill the best, being yes. fresh out of the MBA. And uh, that's when the startup was actually a good role because um, startups at a very early stage looking for money, uh, having an MBA in your team is very good for fundraising because you need someone who understands the technology, but that is also able to hold a conversation with uh, someone who is not a scientist. And that I think is the, really the biggest power of anyone who, who wants to combine science with, with a commercial role with an MBA. Because, you know, if you know how to do that, if you know how to talk to these two people, um, mm. then you are in a golden position. Yeah, it's kind of bridging that gap between the, the two sides. Yeah. Yeah. So then what, just kind of in general life science, what do you think are the biggest challenges in the, in the life science science space at the moment? And how do you think they impact your work? <sighs> Well, the biggest challenge right now is dealing with COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, for anyone in the life sciences, um, either because it means, um, you know, you have something, that, a solution that can um, fulfill uh, a need in the space mm. or that can help uh, um, get the vaccine faster or get better drugs or helping diagnostics uh, or, or any other of the needs that we have at the moment. Um, but also dealing with, um, with the fact that our mobility is fully hampered. It's, um, you know, we went from fully full globalization to, um, you know, one week I was in Boston, the other week I was here, the other week I was in, I don't know where, or, you know, from, from Belfast to Coventry and then back to Zurich and, you know, all mm. of that that you could do before. And that's not possible anymore. Mm. Um, and especially in, in, you know, you can imagine in life science, um, life science companies that sell big equipments uh, mm. or CapEx equipment, for example, you know, that, that personal touch is, is very, very important. Because you can't meet face to face, so you don't get to build that relationship as strongly. You, you can meet face to face, so indeed you cannot build a relationship uh, doing demonstrations, for example. I mean, you can imagine that's also you know, with the whole social distancing uh, yeah. it's not uh, it's not so easy anymore um, yeah. uh, budget allocation um, and then if you know if you're in the life sciences and you do have a solution for COVID-19 meaning okay I can help you then you have all the other things that come in which is again yeah you cannot travel or you mm. you know the social distancing you have to find a solution for that or mm. uh, or or labs are working 24 7 you know and, and you have to deal with people who are very very stressed and under a lot of pressure. Um, mm. So either way, it's, it's a challenge. If you, if, you, if you have a solution, it's a challenge. If you don't, then you have to find a way to survive this. And it's uncertain for everyone. We, no one knows what's going to happen. So then how open do you think life, life science is to MBA career changers? And how do you think MBA recruitment generally works in the sector? The, the life sciences and, and the pharma industry, uh, at least from my point of view, is quite open. I mean, if you look at big pharma, uh, there's, there's quite a few MBAs uh, working in, 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 in different positions. So, yeah, I think it is definitely open uh, for startups. As I said, I mean, when startups are fundraising, having an MBA is, is always good. The other question was in terms of recruitment. 
Yeah, how how does it generally work? Did you find it? And is there does it generally work like most se sectors do, or is it any sort of I don't know novel novelty to the sector as far as recruitment? Um, uh, that's a good question. I mean, for sales positions, let's say in in in, in our industry, you do see a lot of MBAs, and this would probably be people who. I don't know, have a bachelor in, in science and they worked in sales for, I don't know, 10 years and then they decided to do an MBA to see if they could fly higher. That you see a lot. Um, um, a scientist with an MBA is still very rare. You don't see that a lot. Um, I think there's, in Switzerland, there's, there's not many people uh, with that for sure and, and in other places. Um, and usually those people are high in the, in the ranking uh, mm. in companies, yeah. So the MBA is really, you know, that step. I, I suspect, and, and I think that also applies to my case. I mean, the MBA opens your network, you know, to, you, as a scientist, you have a network in science, but you need a network in business, you know, and so then you can combine mm -hmm. those two. And the MBA really gives you that. It's the door to that other side and, and where the money is and who can help you get somewhere. And, and, and that's really when it comes. And that's why I, I suspect those people end up high in the ranking because they do get to, you know, those places where, where they can raise funds or, or, or put good, great ideas out there and commercialize them. Um, yeah, I think. And, and so it's actually adding on to that then if, someone's listening to this podcast now and they're they were a scientist they're going to do an mba or they just finished an mba what roles would you say they should be looking for when they're looking for their next role if they want to move and still stay in life sciences roles that will be interesting for sure will be one of them will be business development and marketing okay um, that is if they like marketing <laughs> but business development for sure i think that's probably the first um mm. say business development first product management would also be another one um mm. if they have a lot of experience uh, hands-on experience with um with um, techniques or or technologies that are close to to what other companies are commercializing I think this will be the top two, um, top two roles. And then if it's a startup or they can start their own startup, then yeah, it's probably um, CEO, CTO, um, those, those kind of roles. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So then the, the final question is, what would you say to MBAs considering a career in life sciences? Any tips that you'd give them? So one thing that is really important uh, is to figure out what it is that you are very good at in the science part. Mm. So whether it is, um, you know, and this is my case, whether it's synthesis or spectroscopy or chromatography or, you know, whatever it is that is your real expertise, something that you know very well. Yeah. And once you know that, then on the other side, the MBA, figure out what it is that fascinates you more. Is it marketing? Is it uh, accounting? Is it uh, operations? Uh, is it, you know, and once you have those two, then, you know, try to find a magic fit. That would mm. be my advice. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah.
Well, that brings us to the end of the interview. It's been brilliant talking to you, really interesting. <laughs> um, Thank you so much. It's been great for me as well. Thank you so much. It's been a, yeah, obviously very topical at the moment as well with everything that's going on so um yeah no thank you what really struck a chord with me speaking with Jelemi aside from just how personable she is was when she mentioned before doing the MBA and becoming working in working in head of marketing she used to think that people that were in sales in you know in, in life sciences were just bad scientists so they moved to sales and it's funny because I think when you come from a sector that's quite, it's hard to say because I don't want to ever, I don't want to say, oh, you know, if you're in sales or if you, you know, you did your undergrad in business that you don't have the same passion. But I think when you come from a very, mm. very, a field that really requires a very specific skill set um, and is very competitive and you get in there and you train in that, like entertainment for me, if you don't follow that path, there is this element of did you give up or were you just not good enough or and it's it's funny trying to deal with those emotions there's a lot of judgment you have to kind of get over that and that really struck a chord with me that is a transferable dilemma (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's interesting isn't it because I think those of us with a background in the arts are so used to hearing like oh this is a career that's really about passion and it's Mm -hmm. not so much about kind of you know, money or progression and those kind of things. Um, But it was really interesting to hear those kind of, I guess, questions and challenges from someone who is so, you know, almost like the the polar opposite, really. Um, (laughs) So it's really interesting that there was that that common common theme. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also it it was also interesting to hear um, Jeremy talk about the fact that, you know, her science career, it didn't there was lots of kind of like solo work in the lab and how how that kind of impacted her um and I think it's a really good point about not just um you know is the work I'm doing interesting and do I enjoy the you know what I'm actually doing but also thinking about the environment that you're in um and how that's going to determine like the nature of your working day um I know for me that was a big part of informing the kind of careers that I was looking at post MBA and and helping me to discount some yeah no it's true you really need to think about how is the job going to affect your everyday life Mm. that's all for today's modern MBA podcast I'm Kristen and I'm Marie and until next time goodbye bye